0: Here's the news on Diablo 4's first season and how it all works. It launches July 20th at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. On this episode, I'm going to be talking all about it and much more with Forbes Paltassi. You do not need to pay for Diablo 4's Season of the Malignant. All you get for paying for the season pass is access to the premium tiers. Out of 100 levels, there are 63 premium tiers. So for about $10, bucks, you will get an armor set that works for all five classes, a mount, and Bound Armor. There are also some class-specific Transmogs in there, emotes, headstones for those sweet deaths, and 666 platinum in return for your grind. Ooh, so deliciously evil. Before I touch on the fact that you'll need to start a new character from Level 1 and what that means for transferring your map and renown track progress, let's talk about what you're doing in this season. It's got a new seasonal questline that is not a continuation of the main story but rather something to the side. I'm going to insert the obvious guesswork right here and say, shocker, the first expansion will be the official continuation of the Diablo 4 main story. There are two expansions currently in development by the way. This season will be an aside that centers on a main character named Cormand, a former priest of the Cathedral of Light, who will be training you to capture malignant hearts and convert them into sweet, sweet new build aspects. Okay, so what's the point of starting over and playing Season of the Malignant outside of the story? In the words of the lead producer, Tim Ismay, Kind of stupid
1: new broken builds (laughs) that are hopefully balanced, uh, hopefully, but they are extremely powerful. These are new options of how you can play the game.
0: Because seasons exist on a new server realm, this means this craziness is limited to the seasonal period. Again, more on how this affects your current character later. For the gameplay loop, you'll be chasing corrupted enemies. Not every enemy is corrupted, so you'll need to hunt down these new elites. When you kill what they call a partly corrupted enemy, it drops its malignant heart, which you then need to try to capture with a cage of binding. That triggers the true event, a bigger elite that is fully corrupted. If you defeat that, it will drop a caged heart. That then becomes an item that you can use, which can be slotted into new gear that you find which has infested sockets in place of normal gems, basically. But it has way more power like a legendary aspect. One example we saw in the reveal showed this. Critical strikes electrically charge the enemy for three seconds, causing lightning to arc between them and other charged enemies. The catch is that the color of your caged heart has to match the color of the infested socket. Red, blue, etc. are basically these new categories. Sound confusing? It might be until you get your hands on it. But rest easy, there's also a very rare type of caged heart that will go into any color socket. According to the footage shown, once inserted, hearts can be replaced but not removed, which will destroy your previously socketed caged heart. Related, if you take an item to a jeweler and socket it, the gear will get a colored, infested socket this season. There are 32 malignant heart powers across four categories. By the way, you can also break down previous malignant hearts at the crafter to craft new items, including what they call invokers. You then take those to what are called malignant tunnel dungeons, and at the end of those, you can use the invoker on an outgrowth. So there, you can target specific types of malignant powers as part of the end game. And as part of that grind, you can face increasingly powerful enemies for better powers. Kind of like nightmare dungeons, it seems. As a side note, they are also adding some new legendary powers and uniques to the game along with the season. Okay, if you wrapped your head around all of that, now it's time to understand what it means to start a new character at level 1 for this season. While you are starting over, it's not quite that flat. You'll need to be sure to log into your most progressed characters at the beginning of the season to create sort of a copy of your map progress and Renowned, your found Altars of Lilith, etc. All of that progress will then carry over to your Season 1 character. You can also choose to skip the campaign, grab your mount right away, and go straight to the new quest line, as long as you've beaten the campaign already. If you read between the lines, that means your new Level 1 Seasonal character will have access to more ability points and potions out of the gate, if you finish those renowned tracked regional rewards. None of this is required though, so what happens is your pre-season first character Will be moved to the Eternal Realm. You can always continue that grind, but all the malignant heart powers, etc., will only be in the season. As a quick note, both realms will get that aforementioned infusion of new legendaries and uniques. At the end of the season, your character will be transferred to the Eternal Realm with your OG character, so all of that work won't disappear. You just won't have access to the powers of the Caged Hearts and related mechanics once those three months are over and Season 2 begins. That should be around October 19th, by the way. At the end of the season of Malignant's reveal, a few other tidbits were surfaced. Blizzard is working on plans to improve other things across the game. For example, we know gems will eventually be stored in your Materials tab, freeing up precious space. On that, the Associate Game Director noted they have good plans and are working hard on that And more. As for new classes for Diablo 4, according to the general manager, they are not announcing anything at this time. All right, well, that's a lot to digest. So let's switch gears and chat about how we're feeling about all this with my guest, Paul Tassi. Now is also a good time to drop a follow, by the way, if you've liked the show so far. As for me, I'm Fran Mirabella, aka FM3. You can catch me live streaming Diablo 4 and much more over on Twitch we're live uh so they should be able to see you and let me get a quick audio check why don't you just do uh a, a, this is paul tassi but um why don't you tell me really fast what your history is with the diablo franchise and what you've been up to in diablo 4.
1: yeah um i'm paul tassi i write for forbes my history with the diablo franchise uh, I'm, I'm told i'm a diablo casual by all the current diablo fans but i played about two thousand hours of diablo 2 and it's probably like 1500 of Diablo 3, or that might be reversed, but I, I played a lot of those games um, at various points in my life, kind of starting in late high school, early college, and then uh, on and off in the interim since. I did not really do Diablo 3 seasons, but I played a ton of, of the game and the expansion around when that came out. Uh, I've obviously been really looking forward to Diablo 4, but yeah. I was kind of not thinking it was going to be as good as it is. Like... No offense to anyone, but like it was not really a sure thing given kind of the, the state of Blizzard for a, a little bit here. But I think they killed it, so here we are. Nice,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I, I didn't play as much Diablo as you in the past, but I've played them all. Um, but yeah, I never got to experience the seasons, I never got into like Path of Exile and other like sort of true ARPGs. But um, I've always been a fan of, you know, what I, I call the gold standard of, you know, ARPGs has always been Diablo. I mean, in one way or another, it's always got good stuff in it, even though I know there was a lot of feedback on where Diablo 3 had gone in the long run. Uh, of course, Diablo Immortal and the choices it originally made. Yeah. Um, so the big news, of course, that we're discussing today is this this seasonal update. Uh, Paul and I have a ton of experience, of course, in the Destiny world, which is all about seasons Um, I think this will be a really interesting conversation. Um, I think we, of course, should start with you got to start a new character. And I know, again, we didn't participate. I've never participated in an ARPG or a game that does that where I've been grinding on a character. I'm level 90 right now. And I'm thinking, okay, I got to start over. They got this like to do list almost before you get ready. So, yeah, how do you how do you feel about it now that you know more about the season, about some of the mechanics um, and how it works?
1: I think for a lot of people it's not going to be the most ideal like when i was i was kind of making this argument earlier which got me in a lot of trouble with a lot of like hard that's why you're here people, but <laughs> yeah um my concern was that people where this is kind of their first thing they're going to be playing these characters for a really long time and then the season's going to start and they're going to be like wait i can't use this character at all like what are you what are you saying um i think the rationale that they gave in in this uh talk specifically was was interesting because they they wanted to do uh, a very kind of on destiny like thing where they want everyone in the same playing fields kind of season after season. So you, everyone starts from scratch. Uh, and since I, have said all that, they kind of have done a, a few compromises and a few things, to the eternal characters. So now they've said for sure that all of your map vision and altars of Lilith and, and a lot of your renown will carry over. So that's stuff you can do mm-hmm. on your eternals to help seasons. Uh, also, new uniques and new legendary aspects are dropping in the eternal realm so there's new stuff to farm for eternal characters
0: Uh, yeah we don't know how much of that yet i don't think which is definitely a big question for me of like yeah what is how much incentive because there's there's tons of um aspects and things it looks like that you're going to get as part of the season but i don't know if they're saying i don't know if you have more detail on what that was i'm not but...
1: sure if there are seasonal aspects or if those are overall aspects i feel like they would have to be overall because i think the seasonal specific stuff is just going to be these hearts because the hearts all have their own powers which are practically legendary aspects so i would I be would... a little surprised if there were like season only yeah. aspects like unlegendary items
0: I don't know. They framed it that way. I guess without, you know, there's no point in speculating until we, this yeah. just, the news just announced today, we're still wrapping our head around it. And you know how that news cycle goes. Like next thing you know, as we're talking that the Ferguson replied
1: to, to Paul yes, on Twitter. I, just, and I like, just DM'd him to ask if yeah. they had the price for the, the season passes yet. But I, cause I didn't, I didn't hear one and there was not oh. one listed online, but it's gotta be either 10 or $15. I bet it's $15, but. Yeah, that's a good
0: point. I think people were assuming it was 10 because of like the price of like the deluxe edition and the ultimate. And, um, but you, mm-hmm. I think you're right. You can't buy it yet. Um, individually, huh?
1: No, I it's, yeah. it, there was a button on the site and you clicked it and it like went to a dead page and now there's no button. So I guess they are gotcha. not ready to announce that yet. Yep.
0: But yeah, I mean, I think let's dig into the, uh, yeah, the psyche of I'm right there with you of like, I'm level 90. I've been grinding a ton. I have one character. I'm definitely the type that I want to get all the Paragon points. I want to mess with those builds, and I feel this, like, hurried, like, all right, it's about to, like, sort of uh, either be a second job is the way I joke about it uh, starting on July 20th, or it's just going to kind of sit in the background until I'm done with the seasonal stuff and go back to it, which is, it's a weird feeling to me. Um, Without playing the season, though, I'm not going to condemn, like, i'm definitely like okay i want to try this out and see how it feels to start a new character but like there's not going to be any leaderboards yet or anything um which i don't know if i'd be into anyway but like yeah again how do you feel like for real and there was a lot of drama around well you don't you don't do seasons anyway so but that doesn't make it fun we've played tons of games and i have the same concern of like i'm all down for grinding a new character but i definitely have this feeling of reservation of like man i got to start over um I kind of just want to use my current character too, both. I want both. Yeah.
1: Right. Um, I'm I'm kind of mixed on it. I, I think it's going to be okay because for me, eventually, I always like to have all the characters in every you know in every class and max those out as much as I can. So at least your seasonal characters do move over to eternal when the season's done. So the work you're putting into you know an alt in a season, you get to keep that even if you're not keeping all the mechanics and the builds and everything so for me i have a 89 barbarian and a 75 rogue and a (laughs) 37 druid that i'm probably going to delete so if i just stick with my two my two mains i have three classes that i have not done yet you have four so i guess i'm going to be using seasonal time to start one of these alternate classes and like level it from scratch for that will be a new experience and then the hearts will be a new experience so for at least three seasons i'll be doing a character i haven't done before and then I guess you could stretch it where it's like, okay, well, I could build a melee rogue and then a bow rogue and then those two different types of rogue. But if, if you know, if this is a three, four, five, six year game, I, I don't know if I'll be down with like, this is my seventh barbarian. Like I, that, I think at a certain point you're going to run out of steam personally. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting when you frame it that way. Like, it's, I I wasn't prepared for that even of, like, this idea. You're like, well, I'm going to play all these characters anyway because I'm really interested to check them out. Do you almost have this seasonal, like, this season I'll do this character? And they all kind of carry over and become, like, you're going to play all this anyway. Um, I was definitely more stuck on, I just really want to get to 100. And I'm not the type in any of these games. I can't do the bowling over dungeons, like just shredding. Um, I'm always trying to get it to the point where it feels more balanced than trying to push that power, of course. I mean, at some point, you just become so powerful. But I guess to that end, I'm a little less like the loot cave mentality, even though that can be really beneficial. I just get, it burns me out in these games. And so I guess to that point, I, I personally still feel this like cutoff date for my druid. And I think we'll see how these new drops feel like maybe I will be going back and forth between both because that variety becomes nice when you get, quite frankly, I'm, yeah, I'm in the nineties and I'm like, Oh, it's a grind. I, I could use a break.
1: I, I think the way it's set up is I, I don't think the, the way Joe explained it to me when I interviewed him before launch, it, it doesn't seem like they're organizing it to necessarily be a second job. Like just <laughs> to get like through the seasonal storyline is obviously not going to be that long. And then if you want to get to all 100 ranks, of the battle pass, I still don't think it's going to even take that that long honestly mm-hmm. like I, you definitely don't have to like get your new character to level 100 or anything close to that like I I would imagine get a little ways into the paragon system complete these challenges which do not look especially difficult granted they only showed us like Yeah, first, it
0: was chapter 1 but, um, like do a dungeon.
1: Yeah, it's, it's essentially De- Destiny seasonal challenges where I'm sure some of them will be hard but others are probably not going to be that hard. So th- this seems like something that I don't think you're going to have to devote like a bazillion hours to. And then also, so if, if you don't want to, then you can also simultaneously be like, all right, well for a couple hours, I'm going to get one more level on my Druid or whatever. So I, I think you can be mm-hmm. able to, to balance them at least a little bit.
0: Yeah. I guess it's a good way to look at it. And if I'm understanding you right, you're saying, well, you don't have to take this character to a hundred necessarily to experience the season. You could. Right. But you're saying you'll finish the pass Probably you'll get to check out some of the aspects and like, that's another perspective
1: yeah i i don't it's other than the super hardcore people like i don't think you're going to need to get anywhere near 100 i mean you could because it's a three-month season and i mean you know, yeah i mean 90 <laughs> after a month so certainly you you could take it to 100 because the, it'll just transfer the eternal realm so then you have a level yeah. 100 whatever um i just don't think if, if your goal is to complete the story make a cool build do 100 tiers the battle pass
0: can't imagine
1: you'd you'd have to go like too, too deep past like sixty, seventy, seventy-five. Like I I would not imagine it's gonna be anything as as more intense than that.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, so I'm looking at some of the reward track stuff. It's like, well, you get headstones, you get emotes. Um, there are some weapon transmogs as a reminder that are gonna be class specific, but the awoken cold iron armor set is for all five classes. And so to just parallel it, it's like, oh well, if you get your pass done that's done i assume right So now you can use that on both realms right
1: both realms all, all character classes so that's it's a lot of stuff that unlocks for just the battle pass yeah
0: yeah it seems to me the only detail that we were touching on a little bit is like which of these new codex aspects and all that that's going to be seasonal because the way they framed it to me it sounded like that this was sort of their seasonal builds and some of that's going to go away but then they're like, there's also uniques and legendary powers dropping into the eternal realm. So those will exist. So I'm not sure if it's a bit of both or all of both, you know The what way I, mean? I
1: read it is I, I think the whole, whatever it's called, corrupted heart, malignant hearts. Yeah, malignant hearts. All of those, all of the, the powers attached to those, those are going away. They said there's like 32 of them, I think. They are introducing some new aspects like in the codex and like that you can get in dungeons or things like that. Or I think that can drop on legendaries now. I think mm-hmm. all of that is going to be stuff in the eternal realm, and those are separate from the malignant hearts, which are their own thing, and that's going to go away because mm-hmm. they're too powerful
0: already. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. So
1: th- that is what I'm thinking, but I, I will know for sure once we get in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's day one, everybody. So if you're getting at us mm-hmm. in the comments or out, you're like, oh, you know, you might have learned something just moments after we did. um But yeah, so I think uh let's touch a little bit on the. Battle pass stuff. you've had mm-hmm. tons of experience reporting on this stuff. You've seen the evolution of the battle pass. How do you feel they're doing with it? What do you like about or don't like? I mean, are you into even the idea of grinding a battle pass for a season? how are you how are you feeling
1: about it? it's it's pretty standard now, honestly. I mean, it's hard to get mad about battle passes, especially when they're like this I, I think they very much are aware of Diablo 3's auction house launch problems of Diablo Immortals pay to win stuff and they did not want to go anywhere near that so yeah. they they launched yeah. with the purely cosmetic shop which admittedly does have very overpriced armors but they're at least just transmog and then this battle pass all of the the paid track is just cosmetics so i think what stands out to me necessarily is like i didn't quite really even realize this but you know we're, we're always comparing things to destiny and destiny yeah. has its own controversies with the battle pass but past that like it it's the only thing paid in this whole season is the premium track of the battle pass the season itself the storyline the like going through the little challenges book like all of the the stuff you're grinding the malignant hearts all of that is free yeah which is like it's you know, we compared to Destiny, like Season uh, of the Deep, like you you got to buy salvages and deep dives and the dungeon is sold separately and like 18 of the weapons you can't get unless you buy the Season. So this is a really interesting model where it's really just pay 10 or 15 bucks for this premium tier of the, the battle pass and then everything else is, is free. Like it's it's kind of wild to see that difference. And it helps certainly that the paid stuff is all purely cosmetic, whereas Destiny's now starting to creep into yep. crafting materials and all that. This yeah that is, is a little to winny so that, yeah that is I mean, what i i found kind of most interesting about this
0: i, I had the same reaction i was like that's right because I'm, I'm trained to think that there's like exclusive gameplay mechanics locked behind a seasonal pass and as i looked, they said it before but it took me watching the stream again to be like uh, really and they're like yeah every you're paying for premium cosmetics everybody everything else is locked behind the battle pass um the seasonal pass and then even then you have to hit levels. So if you want to do skips of tiers, you're still going to have to hit levels and play the game to unlock that stuff. So yeah, I so far without playing it, I'm like that's cool. It sets my expectation too that like yeah, how much content is really there? So I guess we'll see, you know. Um I think it's maybe a good time to compare it with like where Destiny has pushed the idea of like seasonal content and like on paper how do you think this looks versus how destiny is currently handling seasonal content
1: so i think destiny will have will have more i I think destiny will have more overall content i mean we can complain about this and that in a season but like in terms of the sheer volume of what they're producing every three months with story stuff and cinematics and activities and loot and like even if it's you know some of the things are reskins or or reused assets or whatever like i think it's going to be more substantial overall than the diablo season like i I would imagine that this this storyline is going to be like a third a half of one act like that 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 kind of level Mm. of uh you know storytelling i don't imagine there's going to be any like crazy cinematics attached to it like maybe those kind of like animated but not animated things like yeah the the trailer trailer uh, stuff like that so i think destiny wins in volume but in terms of accessibility i think uh, diablo is is out in front here because it it's anyone can can jump into this if you have the game and i mean it certainly helps if you beat in the campaign whereas destiny yeah. you always feel behind like you don't know what's going on with the story <laughs> and then every everything costs a lot of money uh, it's it, it's different in that regard so i think destiny has like the cycle and the, the production schedule at least on the pve side obviously uh yeah. down to a science whereas diablo <laughs> might have a little less but then they're kind of like easing into this but yes yeah, we'll yeah. See where they go
0: yeah, I mean, it, it's a very good point. Like, one is free and one is not. And so right there, right away, you're already comparing apples and oranges. Plus, Destiny's been at seasons quite a while now. Um, quite frankly, I think, testing the market and seeing, like, what do people like and what don't they like. And like, we used to hardly have any lore, you know. And now it's a pretty big expectation. And we do get the lore, whether or not you like sort of where it goes. Um, so, yeah, when it comes to Diablo, um, I'm with you. Like, I it, that was a good point is, like, how will it compare to an act, I never thought to quantify it that way, but yeah, I think I'd agree. I don't necessarily, I mean, and even then to your point, it's not necessarily going to have like all those bombastic cut scenes necessarily, but, um, yeah. but it's season one. It's to, to their point in their words, they're like, it's been five weeks, everybody. We are <laughs> doing as much as possible. We did plan this stuff, but we're trying, you know, out a season and, you know, Blizzard's a huge company though, and they've made a lot of money on Diablo, but they can only move so fast. So,
1: I... I think Diablo is their main thing for the foreseeable future. Like, I don't have the most faith in uh, Overwatch Two right now, <sighs> so I i mean, I think Diablo is is going to be their big thing. They're investing in the most going forward. I mean, who knows if they get at Microsoft yeah. the priorities change or they put them on some new thing. But given mm-hmm. what a success Diablo Four is, at least at launch with sales and all that, I, I think they're going to be really leaning hard into this. So I'd yeah. say at least two expansions, and then all you know they're going to keep doing the seasonal model kind of forever. so
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we know there's two more expansions that they said are coming down the road and then they're doing seasonal content along with it. So definitely exciting. Um, I know only got you for a few more here. So would love to hear real fast. um, If you do have a few more minutes. Sure. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah, What like quality of life um, playing Diablo four, is there a few things that have stood out for you that you're like, man, I really wish, you know, Seasonal content's great and all, but I really want to see this in the game, whether that's end game content or fixes for like, you know, how you play.
1: Oh man, where to start? <laughs> um, so don't don't get me wrong. I love the Paul Tassie's like, top five ranked. No, I'm just I could honestly do. I probably have written that honestly. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so th- there's a few different things. I, I think a lot of them are pretty common. They already know. They already are doing the gem tab. I think they realized that was a mistake kind of immediately. Um, they have talked about potentially thinking about loadouts because it is ridiculous to try and fully change your build to the point where you might not. You might as well not do it. Like I, you could. I don't. I think it's like affordable. Like it only costs whatever rank you're at. It's some millions of gold, but it's not yeah. unsustainable. It's not undoable. So the, pro, yeah. the process of doing it is nuts. Like going I'm clicking every, every number Paragon number, point. Yeah, and <laughs> then you got to reform all the. It's 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 a lot. So I, I'm hoping there's an easier way to switch that. Although I do wonder if that's kind of meant to encourage seasonal play to like do a build you haven't done before um in terms of end game stuff i just wrote about how i i wish the rest of the open world would scale better like i said that i hope that there would be a world tier five coming with season one which there is not (laughs) uh that is clear now but it's it's because nothing becomes challenging except pushing yourself into higher tier nightmare dungeons that's essentially all you can do like once you get a certain Power level mm. with a build, like I'm I'm almost soloing world bosses on my barbarian now. Yeah. <laughs> Everything in hell <Helltide laughs> dies in one shot. Legion events, you can't even see yeah, the they were... before they die. Yeah, they Whispering were. Whispering trees gives you nothing. Like I, I really liked Diablo's endgame when I first started because it had all these different things. It had all these like diverse um things you could do. Now once you get to the end game, it's just nightmare dungeons. And then like I guess the path to Uber Lilith, which means nothing, but it's it's only one thing you can really do after like 70, 75, and like yeah. I I would like to see the rest of the world scale and get better rewards uh, as a result. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I think that's like an easier start. Um, I'm with you on those. And then like beyond that, yeah, I just, I look all around, whether it's looking at MMOs or um, looking at games like Destiny, whatever, but having a true, you know, dungeon, having LFG stuff you Know that also pairs with that would be huge. Um, is what that's one of the bigger ones on my wish like list a raid. is like, yeah, right, yeah, a raid or a six person whatever. But even on like doing dungeons, like you think about in a way to, to me, the way I've described Diablo 4 is that it took Diablo and it did it in a really shiny, high polished way. But Diablo is you know 10, 20, 30 years old, so to me, it met those expectations and in a way exceeded because it it's so shiny. But then I was like it kind of lacks modernization of like you'd think Mm -hmm. that blizzard one of the biggest you know companies in the world would have an lfg system built in for matchmaking just i just wanted to play this dungeon click on the dungeon matchmake
1: lost ark lost ark had that exactly like there you go so like they took some stuff like they have the big open world now instead of the instances but they, they did leave a lot of stuff like that behind to the point where like i don't really know why they did that but
0: yeah. Yeah, and again, I'm not uh, to, I'm not going to shame them for the really honestly amazing job they did. Every game needs to get out the door and evolve and this has been a huge undertaking. But as a gamer, you know, you look at these things and can't help but think, yeah, you know what? It feels like they kind of did what was great in the past and they made it real nice and they did a good job, but I'm really expecting, you know, more at this point. Um, you know, maybe on that topic since you touched on it real fast before you go is the idea that you know there's no load another perfect example of what i'm talking about there's like no loadouts that you can just maybe i was describing it last night i'm like i kind of just want to work on my other druid pulverized build like i have a different build Mm -hmm. and i'm like i have all these unique stuff. i just want to like a builder i want to like put it together off to the side um you get the idea loadouts never mind what it costs even i just want the ability to like have the other stuff but to what you touched on The game seems to be saying, like, this is who you're making. It is kind of a RPG that you're, like, locked into these choices. Otherwise, it's, like, complex. It's costly. Do you think, does it feel like that was their intent? They don't want you to be messing around with a bunch of builds? Or do you think it's just like, well, this is how it's been, and we just don't have those tools?
1: I think what they wanted to do was marry the systems of Diablo 2 and 3, whereas 2, it was like, borderline impossible to respect in any meaningful way. And you mostly just had to start a new character if you wanted a new build from scratch, which was hardcore, but it was awful. Like I hate, I hated that system. Whereas in Diablo three, you could change everything on the fly for free. It was, it was, you know, just move runes around, like it, it was, it was nothing. So I, then I, people are saying that wasn't enough commitment. You don't have a class identity. So they put, they did something in the middle, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure what's in the middle quite worse either like again i don't care about a cost if you want me to swap my loadout for 5 million gold or whatever like i'll do it it's just that like i've spent like you know 40 hours painstakingly building up this endgame barbarian build and like i really want to try a lead build to like see how it works i've never done that i have all the uniques like you said yeah but like to change that over and then Play around with it if I if I like yeah. it or if I don't like it. it but sucks. then you lose what you had. Again. Yeah. Yeah. So it 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 is not really a great system for experimentation. And like I don't know if they're purposefully trying to drive people into the seasonal model so you mm. can like start from scratch and like okay I'm gonna start a bleed build from the ground up now and yeah. i won't be as mad. Um, or if it's just them trying to you know capture two and three. But that is that is a point of frustration I think for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody feels, and it's interesting because it's like a nice problem to have, right? It's, there's so many cool builds and things you're thinking about, but it is, it's just a ton of work. And I do feel like there's a lot in the world of gaming period, but especially Diablo, it's like, but that's just how it is. That's still not an expl- explanation for what would be maybe more fun and what would make our lives easier. Well, Cause I like also want I mean, yeah. think
1: about how annoying it was to just even without a cost, even with far less options, no paragraph, points. it was still a giant pain in the ass to change around in the game. Your, your loadouts in, in Destiny before they introduced actual loadouts. And now it's like click, click, click. That, that's one yeah. of the best quality of life features Destiny's ever had, I, I yeah. would say. Like, I have done so much more diverse experimentation when previously it was like, oh, it's an arc season. Okay, I guess I'm doing arc
0: yeah. three months. You just lock like, yourself I would never in.
1: Change. I would, yeah, you, you would never change essentially. So, exactly. So with Diablo, which is even more complex and even more of a pain in the ass, like, I, I feel like you almost need that system even more than you would otherwise. I'm like, Big I time. don't really know what. What the, if the cost is worth it, I guess, not
0: having Yeah. It. You mean the cost to players?
1: Yes, not the not physical the cost, cost like yeah, like exactly. the cost I to your I psyche of like <laughs> exactly. thinking you play Metaphor. to a new build,
0: yeah. Exactly. Um, so uh, the very last question is actually, we've touched on like, oh, like we always, I want this, I wish it had, maybe it's gonna, what is like just some of your, what is maybe your favorite thing about the Diablo 4 experience? What stood out to you as sort of the, Big, this is awesome. This is fun.
1: Anything really in particular? enjoying the paragon board. Like it's mm-hmm. it's just so much more interesting and and you know, really gameplay opening uh than the old system. Cause it was just like it was like a bunch of stats and it was like whatever, like you just you're grinding, grinding, get minor bonuses. Here, it's like half your build at least yeah. is, is figuring out a correct paragon board configuration, or even if you're following a guide, it's still very fun to like navigate your way around and like level up the glyphs to both buff the things and like it's kind of a nerdy part of the game because like mm-hmm. obviously i like just smashing around and and killing things like in any diablo franchise but i think that's a really interesting addition that they kind of you know ganked from other places and poe and like stuff but um i, I think it works really well w- within the context of the game and that's something that i, I it looked like too i'm like this is too complicated I don't at want first yeah, but once you figure it out, it's actually very fun and very engaging. So that, that's yep. something I was surprised to have liked. I also like the open world a lot too. That's that's been pretty yeah. impressive.
0: Yeah, just the visual variety in the open world is nice. And but I'm with you on that. Yeah, the building is just that's what got me. Is you'd hit a piece on the bar- Paragon board, a node, and you're like, man, I feel that power. And you sort of got addicted to that chase. Um, but alongside, then you'd maybe have a game changing unique that started to push you. Like truly, it just changed your thinking of.
1: I got a buff. The- I got a buff uniques. <laughs> yeah. There's like two good uniques to class, maybe. So. Yeah, and, and it's funny. No one can get.
0: I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I've been using the one that's really good for druid, the crone staff, and I'm so locked into it. Yeah, and I'm like, man, I want to try something different, but yeah, it's it's too much work. Not um, that, but yeah,
1: there's not so many great ones.
0: <laughs> but yeah, druids actually got a lot of versatility, but I haven't touched the uh, the other. Layers, i really uh, want to do Druid. i just
1: i couldn't figure it out at like lower levels so i'm like i'll just save it for a seasonal character so yeah
0: that's what everybody says um i've yeah. had a lot of fun with it but all right man well i don't want to keep you any longer unless you have anything to add
1: yeah no, i'm that's good it. i'm just i'm looking forward to the season i, I really am i think it's going to be fun so <laughs>
0: yeah i'm excited it was, it was um, a great but,
1: showcase today i thought they did a fantastic job
0: yeah it was, it's very like personal the way they're doing it very open mm-hmm. as opposed to like a couple trailers and like a patch notes Update, it felt like,
1: um, they're,
0: yes, they're like, we hear you and we're trying, and it felt really personal.
1: We'll see in the in six years if the uh enthusiasm <laughs> maintains, but yeah, I, I think they're all we, very excited
0: about it. We know how that's gonna go, yeah. You got to be careful of doing a game for too long. I think well, everyone's like,
1: like, oh, I wish Bungie <laughs> had this sort of like passion and enthusiasm. It's like, okay, yeah, okay, but like, game of like, the ninth year of Destiny, yeah. so like,
0: it's funny, know, they literally <laughs> used to do live streams exactly, mm-hmm. you know, 30, maybe they Good, were 30, yeah. 45. And then that's where you know two blues and a whatever token came from, and did that they was stop the doing end of it. After that? Did yeah, they just... that were like, you know what? We don't like this live environment the more live anymore.
1: Was, yeah.
0: All right, um, where's the best place for if people don't already
1: follow? or, or Oh, uh, read follow me paul on tassi? Threads. Uh, yeah,
0: threads.net <laughs> paul, paul slash paul Cassie
1: tassi on Threads. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, but I took a vow not to tweet this week. Are I you serious? So I can write so I can write an article about it. Although I did uh. tweet this stream so people would watch
0: it oh dude thank you look at
1: that man (laughs) that is actually
0: tweeting this dude is too nice i'm in your debt all right paul well i'm gonna let you go thanks very much for joining in and hopefully we'll catch you again sometime
1: sounds good thanks for having me man appreciate
0: it All right, later paul bye all right folks so yeah that was paul tassie that was really awesome Of him to make time for that, please be sure um, to go follow Paul Tassi. Uh, You actually can't follow Threads.net very easily, so I'm going to leave his Twitter uh, where you can find his Threads. Of course, Threads is the new Instagram uh, and everything. But, uh, yeah, that was just one guest. Last week we had on uh, Ka, Spawn on Me. We got to talk about, like, is the endgame rewarding And I hope to do more of this stuff. Um, I would love to, you know, hang out with you guys here on Twitch Chat Live. But if you're listening here on YouTube or on Spotify or elsewhere, um, you know, make sure to follow me on Twitch, Twitch twitch.tv slash FM3 underscore, if you want to catch any of this live stuff.